What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Coffee and Sugar podcast. We are so stoked to be back behind a mic talking to some really cool people, and we're really excited about this season. Uh, we took the summer off to focus on other aspects of Coffee and Sugar, like the publication, and just really getting our content under wraps and, and building relationships with people that you know will will support us and uh, vice versa, allow us to support them. Um, and we're, we're super stoked about what we've been able to do in the last couple months. And we're excited to be back behind a mic and, and doing stuff uh, with the podcast and interviewing people and talking to people that are doing some really cool things in the industry. And at the end of the day, you know, we, we love talking to artists and we love talking to bands. But I think what we tend to forget and who we forget are the people behind the scenes that make the shows that you enjoy possible and and make them enjoyable and memorable every time you go to a concert that's the promoters that's the security that's the all of the crew with the bands that put on the show and no one really thinks about that i feel and we wanted to shed some light on those individuals that make those experiences so fun and so this first episode we bring in corbin alve Corbin Alve, I hope I pronounced that right, and he is a super dope dude who runs production for We Came As Romans, as well as uh, does light design for Bad Omens and various other bands. So we hope you enjoy it, and I hope you're excited for these next round of episodes and the people that we're going to bring on, so stay tuned, and thank you all so much for supporting us and keeping us uh, excited to deliver more content so without further ado enjoy all right we're live um cool so i have no script i want <laughs> this to be as genuine casual as it can be uh that's typically how i like to do this this is our first one you're actually first episode of season five so oh, hell yeah super super well, dope we took the whole summer off <laughs> well thanks for having me on for sure yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've been following your work for like, I don't know, probably like six months now uh, and watching because We Came As Romans is the band that I've been following for over a decade now. And so uh, I like to just keep up to date with like who they're working with and, and all that stuff, as well as, you know, their photographer Paxton. I've been following him for a while yep. now, too. And I just think it's super dope what you do behind the scenes. And this entire season is based around everyone that works in music and, and actually makes live music happen that, you know, people forget about. Uh, and that's kind of what brought us here. And that's right. what made me, made me want to reach out to you. So I appreciate it. My hope, yeah, my hope for this is just to get to know one, where it all started with you. And then from there, see where the conversation goes and then talk about all the cool things that you've been doing uh, on tour with We Came As Romans and before, and then maybe what you got coming up and cool. see what happens. Yeah, well, speak, <laughs> well, speaking of We Came As Romans, it's who I'm out with currently right now on, uh, on that Trinity of Terror tour. So we're, we're out here ripping, ripping, ripping this tour with Ice Nine and awesome. Place in Blackfield. Dope. Uh, I have a buddy uh, named Hunter who is on tour with, uh, on that same tour, with Blackville Brides doing all of the content for them. Oh, nice. I'm sure cool. I'm sure you've maybe seen him running around on stage with so. them. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's he's local to Dallas, and uh, it's just kind of cool to see, I mean, where people will end up, you know what right. I mean? We're li we literally go <laughs> everywhere, and that's the one thing about this lifestyle is, is that, you know, we, we were in a new city literally every day, whether it's, you know, whether it's a show day or if it's, if we're rehearsing for pre-production somewhere else, or if it's, you know, show day, day off, like we're, we're in a new city every 24 hours. And that's the one exciting thing about, about touring and being a crew member, you know, working with these bands, you know, like I said, we're, we're in a new city every day and exploring, seeing, seeing new venues, seeing new areas. So it's, it's exciting for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious because everyone starts somewhere. And you don't just get to where you are now based on pure luck, right? Like right. it's not easy work to be 
no one and then doing uh, production for We Came As Romans or lighting for, you know, uh, Battlements. And I'm curious where, where one, you started and then where that tipping point actually happened. Right. So ironically, I actually didn't start in lighting. I actually started what I do in, as a touring crew member is I, uh, I started as a merch guy. So way, way back, way back in the heyday, I, uh, I used to run a small clothing company out of, out of Detroit locally while I was in high school. And then during that time, that's when I was also involved in the auditorium, uh, stage crew, my freshman year through my junior year, doing all the musicals, handling the production for that. So it sounded interesting at, when the announcement came out about uh, the music teacher was looking for stage crew. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. So I went to the meeting and after that, like I learned, you know, I started learning stuff about lighting and all that. But then, uh, but even during that, that's when I was still doing merch. Like I was getting involved in festivals. I did my first tour when I was 15 and just pretty much just started to learn, you know, the ins and outs of the touring lifestyle. And granted, I was, I was a kid, so I was, so I was a little new to everything and, you know, getting my feet wet. So I was doing like the shitty van tours and, you know, see, seeing where everything gets started. And then I gradually started to learn more from working at the local music venues in, in Detroit, learning from different production managers and uh, different lighting people and uh, merchandise reps, you know, just learning like the ins and outs from the venue side. So, and then just applying that to, when I was starting to tour, and then once I graduated high school, I, I actually was was went to school for digital media. So at the time, I was doing I was doing photo and video at the time because I wanted to be a music video director, and so I did that for a while. And then in between that, I started doing bigger bigger tours with merch. I uh, and that's when I started getting involved with TMing and learning the ins and outs and that, and then. I give it to this band from Detroit back in 2015. It's a band called Wilson. Shout out to them. I love those dudes. And they were the ones who actually took the big shot on me to take me on my, one of my very first big Live Nation AEG tours. And they they taught me pretty majority of what I know now. And so then from there, like I started getting sick of doing merch. And I was like, you know, I miss doing lighting. So I went back, you know, started doing lighting back in picked it back up in 2016 and that's when i actually sat down with the romans guys and because at the time they were doing a holiday show at one of our big main venues a hometown venue and i talked to andy i was like hey like you know let you know i'm off right now i'm trying to get back into lighting how do you guys feel about like doing a small floor package for you know these two holidays one-offs that we're doing what they were doing and so they they signed off on it and you know, I went and did those two, and I'm, I shit you not, like, I, I went back and watched videos from, from that time to now. It was, I was like, wow, what a difference. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, you know, you got to start, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then after that, like, you know, I kept in contact with them and then just still just started really building up my lighting repertoire and learning more ins and outs and, you know, more skills about lighting. And then 2018, Dave reaches out to me. He's like, "Hey, we need uh, we need a PA slash someone who can help us assist, you know, with lighting." And they, uh, their our merch guy at the time was the one who recommended me. They're like, "Hey, let's just bring Corbin out. Like, he knows the stuff. You know, he can help us." And so from there on out, like, you know, they they pretty much it was pretty much like the test run to where like, all right, let's see how he does. And then, sure enough, right. from from 2018 to now, like, you know, they pretty much put me from just being the PA slash, you know, lighting assistant to where the show at the time was all time coded and mitted out in Ableton to where now I pretty much handle their live show with my lighting console. That's, you know, whether I'm hunting the show or if I'm fully time coding it and pretty much went from being their PA to their production manager. now. Nice. Nice. So I want to go back to where you said you were 15. When yeah. you went on your first tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I, I think about what I was doing at 15, and it was not that cool. Um, oh, trust me. Uh, trying, to, trying to convince my parents to let me go, it was it was night and day. 
And, and well, I, I'm just I'm curious now because one, how long was the tour? And, and I'm assuming it was not during the school year and no, it was in the th- summer. It was and... definitely yeah. It was, it was only a seven day tour. It was in. I, I remember this this tour specifically. It was a seven. It was a seven day tour. It was the rig that we were in was it was like a nineteen. I want to say it was like a nineteen ninety two, like one of those conversion bands that has like you mm-hmm. know the uh, like the what is it an oven in it like a mini fridge it looked like a hippie van and like the trailer that we had at the time it looked like something that you would uh like haul uh like livestock in I was oh like, goodness what is going on and you know being you know on one of those tours you know it's like i'm not getting paid anything the band is only making enough you know to get from one place to another it's like mm-hmm. you know it came down to the point it's like oh well i gotta I gotta call my parents for money so I can so I can survive. That's so funny. I I, I would have I guess I would have never guessed that like that was something that anyone would be doing at fifteen. So uh, I'm sure as a fifteen year old, you're like that was pretty cool. I don't care how shitty it might have been, but it yeah. was pretty cool. It was it was it was really funny too because like when when my parents signed off on it, I remember my mom was like. Before I sign off on this, I, I have to meet the band. And so mm-hmm. so the couple of the band members come to my house and, you know, they give my, my parents the lowdown. And, you know, once my mom, you know, because, you know, her being a mom, she, you know, she was scared. So it's on the first, on her firstborn. And yeah, I still remember this to this day. She literally looks at one of the band members and goes, just so you know, this is my firstborn. If anything fucking happens to him, it's your ass. I'm coming for you. <laughs> and I will that that will always be one of my very very first funny moments when I first started touring was that one moment that my mom did and I will forever tell that story because it's it literally shows like parents can't should and trust you know their their uh their children to pursue like what they dream to do but even then like when I started touring even at the time even my even my parents and my family were just like, you know, at some point, you know, you're going to have to get a, a real job. And, you know, I was like, this, this is what I want to do. And so even throughout, it's like, you know, I would always bring up, it's like, yeah, I'm going on tour. And then the same thing, have the same recurring thing, like, oh, like eventually you have to get a real job, you know, this and that. And then I, I invited them out to one of the festival shows that I was working and I had them, show up and they just saw the amount of people that were there to see the band that I was with. They're like, all right, we get it. And now to this day, like they'll drive out to any of the tours that I'm on and they'll come, especially like when we're home in Detroit, like they'll come to any of the Detroit shows, any tour that I'm on, you know, they, they appreciate it. And, you know, it's, it was a really good feeling, you know, when, especially with, with my mom, cause she, she gets a little emotional sometimes at these shows. She's like, how did a 15 year old go from doing a shitty van tour to now you're doing big arenas in front of 20,000 people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, it's, I'm sure it's gratifying for them, right? You know, it's like, yeah. I, I think we're all told at a young age, it's like, you know, you go to school, you get a job, you work, you know, that's, but they don't look at anything. And, and I was talking, having a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day about just like working in a creative field and how, a lot of times your parents don't see it as a, a lifelong job that would actually support you yeah. and, and put you in the positions to grow and, and, and succeed in that field or whatever it may be. It's, I mean, it's just a, it's a stigma. Right. Right? And, yet, and that's, that's the other conversation that I always kept having with them too. It's like, I, you know, you have to start somewhere as a touring crew person. Cause you know, there's, there's going to be gigs where, you know, that you know where you start off making you know next to nothing and then as you continue to grow and other bands you know bigger bands and scenes start to notice they're like oh hey we should offer him a job and pay him more than this band is paying see what they can do and then that's when you know the bigger bigger artists the arena artists start noticing like oh wow he's really talented and a hard worker we should try and snag him up and pay him you know this amount and mm-hmm. you know, you know, you start to grow, you know, from working your ass off, pretty much. Right. It's like jumping from job to job. I mean, it it really, literally, is a job. And so, 
you know, it's a it's just looking at it the same way, whether it's a corporate job or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's pretty much like to, in, in a way, it's like a promotion. You know, yeah, you go absolutely. you go from you go from working, you know, a small a small gig, you know, with smaller up and coming bands to you know these big bands that we grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool. I'm a I'm a concert photographer, and it. it Back ten years ago, right? You you listen to this music and you're like, I love it, I love this, I love this band, I love that, and then you you never imagine years later you'll you'll be touring with them or you'll be taking photos of them mm -hmm. or or you'll be doing whatever for them, right? It's uh it's a cool feeling, and I'm sure that you feel the same way. Oh, it's great. I mean, that's, um, that that was exactly like the the feeling that I got when I got the call to go and start working with Breaking Benjamin because I grew up listening to them galore through my middle school years into high school. I was like, you know, this band is great. And then, and then back in 2017, when I was still with Wilson, we, um, we went and did a tour with Breaking Ben. It was like a small club tour. It was a, it was a rounding tour to go do, do uh, ship rocked. And I, I met the Breaking Ben camp and we, uh, we vibe, we, you know, and then I just stayed in contact with them and over the years. And then I get the call back a few months ago from their TM. He's like, Hey, ready to come work for us i'm like yeah <laughs> so no that's 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 so cool it's 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 almost like surreal because you know for me i haven't done anything super super cool but uh one of the things that for me i thought was more like a, a point in my just photo career was being able to take photos of corn you know a nice. year ago um and i just did it again literally last week and it, it's one of those things where it's like everything comes full circle and it's just a gratifying feeling for you to be like, yeah, I did that. I can say I did that. I can die yep. and say I did that, you know? Exactly. And I, I'm sure for you, it's the experiences mean the world and that's what makes everything so exciting and makes you want to keep doing it. I'm assuming. And also, oh, also the people you're working with, I'm sure, you know, I've, I've been watching, uh, you know, the updates from, from the We Came As Romans camp and everything you guys are doing. And it just, it looks like a blast. Oh, it's, this camp is one of the funniest, fun, outgoing camps that I've worked with. And I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like anytime anyone asks about, so how is it with the Romans camp? And all I have to do is literally just show them a reel or a TikTok. It's like, oh, you want to know? Here you go. It's just, that's mm -hmm. pretty much how I can explain how our camp is. But it's like our entire camp too are also very, very hard workers like outside of all the comedy and the goofiness that we do i mean we got andy who designs all the merch you got pucket who handles a lot of the marketing dave helps assist with the tm stuff louie helps me with lighting with andy as well with when we start designing stuff and josh also helps with the with the say too of like what we want to do on the stage but also helps to it with uh with the marketing stuff like you know so so not only yeah like like i was saying not only are we a funny crew but we're also some of the hardest working people that anyone will be well and i think that shows on stage a hundred percent because um after obviously after covid uh quote unquote ended and shows were coming back you know one of the first shows i was able to get back to was the to plant a seed 10 year anniversary tour and incredible show all around great performance as well as the the production you know and, and i think it was right around a year ago actually when yep. i uh when i got back into shooting again that was i think when i found you and started following you and, and everything that you were doing and then it was just kind of like watching an evolution of a sense i guess i don't know um but it was really cool and I love that production for what you did for the the ten year anniversary tour, and then the ending with the, you know, the montage clips of of Kyle. I mean, I, I'd be lying if I I said I didn't like tear up a little bit at the end there because that was that was powerful, you know. And I mean, overall, great job uh, on that. That's, so what's what's wild about about that design actually? So we that was actually probably designed for of that layout. And because back before COVID happened, like we, I think we went through two different 
design before the uh, the band and I agreed on the one that we originally designed for the 2020 run. We're like we're gonna do this. It looks great. Like we had we brought out four video wall panels at the time because we were playing. You know, it was a club tour, so so we put everything on rolling carts and then I ended up building these uh, fake trees out of. I don't even want to get into that because I, I hated those things, but they looked sick on the stage. So it, mm-hmm. it really, it really made, you know, the, the plant a seed side of it come to life. And so we did that and then COVID hit. And then when we started slowly getting worried back that we are possibly going to go back on tour, we're like, all right, so what do we do? <laughs> so I sat in front of my design studio designed a couple plots, sent it over the band. There were moments where like, no, we don't like this. Like go back to the drawing board. And then and then the one that we brought out for the tour, Andy and I went back and forth on it. He was like, why don't we try tilting this? Why don't we try putting this panel here, this light there? And sure enough, once and him and I literally because we, we did it when we when I was actually at his house and we literally looked at his big giant monitor screen. We're all like, that's it. That's the design we're doing. And, and that's the one nice thing about, about this band is that collabing with them for the stage design, you know, I'll pitch them an idea. You know, it's like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. What are the notes? What do you guys want me to change? What do you guys want me to keep? What do you guys want me to get rid of? And they and they they're honest with me, you know, and that's the one thing that I really appreciate about it is like they they push me hard to make the stage come to life, and you know whatever vision they're thinking, whatever vision I'm thinking, it's like it's a one big collaboration, and that's like with with the Planet Seed tour, um, you know, it was just one giant collaboration with all the band. It's like you know that was one of the biggest albums that they put out, so it's like we have to we have to make the statement, and then that's when. When we started talking about the set list, you know, obviously the fantasy from front to back, you know, some of the newer stuff. And then when we got towards Promise Me, we're like, all right, so we definitely got to do something. And that's when we pretty much did the remontage of the memorial video for Kyle. You know, it's like we, we got to honor him, you know, in this way, because, you know, it's, you know, with him not being there for that, it's like, you know, we, we got to, you know, we, we got to keep the spirit alive and we, we do that every night with even when we're not headlining you know mm-hmm. and you know with with that even even during that song too it's like <laughs> I, I was always in tears at front of house during that it's like fuck i wish he was here to see this because he would be fucking so stoked well this. i think i think one of the coolest things about that um that show and, and that the promise me performance or uh, uh montage and everything is you know, it not only was like that just like really cool to see, but it was when the band came back and they were like, it was like Dave was singing with Kyle mm-hmm. again. It, that was, dude, that just like washed over me. Yeah, that that was, was that was one thing that, especially during rehearsals, when when they first brought brought the idea out, I was like, yeah, you guys absolutely one hundred percent have to do that, and. It was the same thing, like, you know, even even some of the fans after each some of those shows on that tour, they literally would walk up to myself and our front house engineer at the time, like, literally in tears, just thanking us, like, thank you guys for helping this band bring this show to life. It's, you know, then they would, you know, they go more stories like how this album, you know, how they love that album. And, you know, it was like, wow, this is a really good feeling. Yeah. No, it's, it's, that's probably an amazing feeling, right? Like, cause you're, you're part of that, you know, that story that, you know, we came as Romans is, is writing and performing and the history of the band, um, you know, that's, that's special beyond belief, I can imagine. And I'm sure it, it feels great to be able to honor Kyle in that type of way, um, through, you know, live shows and obviously something that. He was really, really good at. Oh yeah, he was great. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, no, that great, great setup there. I loved everything about that show, and and uh, great job uh, in terms of everything, and when it came to the production and everything that you guys put together. 
Um, waiting for them. To, I'm waiting for them to tell me that we're doing a 20 year for it. It's like, all right, cool, going bigger. <laughs> There's uh, and that's that's the thing is I, well, the one thing I appreciate about We Came As Romans, and you know, I I'm not just saying I'm a big fan because we're doing this. I've I've literally they were one of the first bands that kind of introduced me into like the the post hardcore scene back in high school, right? You know, and they have been able to stay so consistent over the years, like in the over a decade that I've been listening to them. And I think that's something that I always talk about when it came, when it comes to uh we car is that they are a band that can stay consistent and has yeah. done it so well and evolved so ever so slightly. And this, this last like chunk of music that they put out has been, yeah. I think some of the best I've ever heard. Ever. It, it, it's it's definitely some of my favorite stuff that they have put out. Like they they put their full hard work and heart into this album, and that I, I can't wait for everyone to hear it because it's 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 good from front to back. It's so good. That's exciting. That's super exciting. I want to transition into the piece where I want you know what to come out of this is is to have some sort of inspiration from people that are going to listen that may be interested in, in production, may be interested in light design uh, to try to use this as like an opportunity to learn and grow into, you know, taking on a role in lighting for a touring band or, or whatever it may be. And so I'm sure there's a lot you can say uh, yeah. in, in terms of, of what all of that could probably encompass. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, I think you and I can both agree that a lot of it is being in the right place at the right time, talking to the people and, and doing good work that is, uh, you know, being seen by other people. Right. Um, and just being a good person in the scene. Right. right. Uh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, pretty much like what I, what I tell people that ask me like, Oh, how, like, how do I get started in this? Like, what should I do? I was like, and normally my, my response is work for your local venues, listen to the people who have been doing this for years, ask as many questions as you can, Learn as many, as much stuff as you can. Network, and the most important thing: don't be a dickhead. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you start, that... show, as soon as you start, you know, showing, you know, that side of yourself and thinking that you're a know-it-all, this and that, this and that, it's like people are gonna hear about it. It's like then you're not gonna get gigs. You know, you're not gonna get, you know, an artist to take a shot on you. This and that. It's like, you know, just work hard. Don't be a dickhead. You know. Network, mm -hmm. ask questions. Yep, I was. Uh, I I went on a a little mini Texas tour with my friends in a band called Archetypes Collide. Oh, nice! And I actually I watched them at festival. Was it? Welcome to Rockville. Yeah, yeah. So I've known the lead singer for like twelve years, and I've like got to watch them grow this band. It's been it's been cool. They're actually doing an interview tonight with uh, Danny Wimmer presents and. Uh, oh, nice. Zebra, whatever it, it is, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> interview. Nice. So, uh, but I did a Texas tour with them. I did San Antonio, Houston, or Houston, San Antonio, and then Dallas. Uh, and it was my first, like, quote unquote tour. I always, I joke with a buddy because, like, I don't look at it as a tour, but I guess technically it is. Um, I was, you know, riding along and, and doing mm -hmm. the things. But one of the things I noticed, and it goes back to just being, a decent human being that wants to help people and just not being a dickhead. Uh, after every show, you know, I was doing content for them, so I was doing photo, video, and whatnot. And after each show, they're out in the in the crowd watching, uh, uh, talking to the fans, and, and taking pictures and, and whatnot. Yeah. And every night, I had at least two or three different people walk up to me and ask me, like, "Hey, how did you get in this position to take photos for this band?" And it was a weird feeling for me because I didn't look at myself as like a touring photographer. Uh, it's more so a really fun hobby that I get to do. Right. Um, and being able to just like be like, well, this is this is what I've done. Uh, this is where I kind of started, and you know, in like a ten to fifteen minute conversation. <laughs> but it again, it's like kind of gratifying to be like, hey, I think I might have just helped someone, yeah. or maybe maybe they're gonna go actually pursue something or, or whatever it may be. Right. Um, so that's, I got a little bit of a taste of, of what that kind of 
feels like. And, you know, I hope I get to do it more. I'm actually going up to Louder Than Life with the guys next oh, week. Oh, nice. We'll see, you, uh, we'll see you there. Oh, are you guys going to be there as well? Yeah, we're, um, we're on the 24th. I think they're playing Friday. I don't know what day that is. All right, Wait. I, no, Let's... yeah, you guys are on Saturday. We're on that uh, that Friday. But I think we're staying for Saturday. I don't know. But um, so if you guys uh, are around, I'll shoot you a message. We can yeah, actually absolutely. meet in person. Yeah. That'd be cool. 100%, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I, I say all that with the, the, the point of I, I think it's going to be a reoccurring thing said on these next episodes. It's like, don't be a dickhead because – the moment you are, and it it spreads like wildfire. People, oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and with this, and with especially with the, with the crew side of of the industry, it's like somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. Like we all know each other in some way, shape, or form. You know, word right. travels fast. Mm-hmm. No, and there's there's like that that term blacklisted in the in the photography world that I'm sure is also uh pretty parent in the uh yeah. production world in general um people throw that word around and i mean it's like a serious thing you know I, you you don't want to be known as someone that okay. is someone that no one wants to work with you know what i mean so okay. uh i'm sure you've had your your fill of stories in in the in the years that you've been doing this yeah but i have <laughs> i've met some very interesting characters <laughs> for sure yeah um, so I don't want to gloss over the fact that you also do work for bad omens. Um, when did, when did, I guess, obviously it's, you've been doing with became as Romans for a while. When did the bad omens introduction happen? So I, I met the bad omens guys a couple of years ago and actually when I was with Romans, actually when we, uh, when did that bullet for my Valentine tour and bad omens was on it. And that's when I met them. And, you know, they're great dudes. Love those guys. And, you know, we would see them at festivals, and they uh, they were just out with Ice Nine Kills when I was LD for them uh, last year on the Ice Nine headliner. And, you know, I was, you know, I watched their shows, and I was like, I'm going to LD for this band the other day just to see. And sure enough, back during the early summer when I was out with Crown the Empire doing their 10-year tour, I get a call from uh, from their TM and he's like hey like we have this headliner are you available and at and I'm not gonna lie like at first like I I really thought about it because like at the moment of that of where I was with my uh with my touring I was pretty much just gonna I pretty much wanted to take the rest of the year off after I get got back from breaking Benjamin and so I was like I, I told him, I was like, I'll think about it. And then I really thought about it. I was like, you know what? I really want LD for this band. I love their music. I love them as humans. Like, I, I so then I called their TM back and I was like, hey, let's do it. So that they, <coughs> they, um, they gave me their, their, uh, their ideas of what they want to do for this tour. And I laid it out for them and sent it over to, to Noah. And he was like, let's do it. So, and we're, and we're still doing small small provisions you know it's you know once once we get that final product like you know it pretty much what is going to be on the headliner is gonna it's gonna be sick mm-hmm. <laughs> what we have planned. yeah no i i saw that uh shows are uh selling out pretty quick yeah so that's probably super exciting yeah like i when i saw the the flyer today uh i was like wow this this is gonna be a this is gonna be huge mm-hmm. and it you know, and that and that new album that they dropped too. It's like it's such a good album. It's such a good. Oh, album. I I don't I don't know anyone that I've talked to that doesn't like that album. I mean, it's it, it's gold front to back. It's a banger. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, so that's happening. When 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 is that tour starting? That is November. It's like first week of November through mid December. So. I mean, I don't I don't know how long you've been on tour, but it feels like We Came as Romans has been running for a little while now. They, um, yeah, yeah. This year, I mean, this year alone, like we weren't we weren't as busy this year. Um, but on my end, I've been I've been on the go. Like 
mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't really supposed to tour as much as I am this year. Cause I was like, I toured a lot, you know, I was busy when touring got back last year on top of that. Not only like when touring came back, but last year I was also PMing for a dance competition. So I was, mm. I was traveling galore from, from February, to June, all around the U S doing these dance competitions and the touring slowly started to come back and went and did a couple tours. And I was like, wow, I, I was out a lot in 2021. So maybe I'll take a break for 2022 and stick with, you know, cause at the time I, I confirmed fit for an autopsy. So I went and did their headliner with them January, February. And then, then I was going to pretty much focus on Romans stuff mm-hmm. the rest of the year. And, you know, at least, you know, take some time off, you know, reset. And then some things happened, came up and all these other offers came. And I was like, you know what? Well, I guess I got to tour the rest of the year. So, so I've, I've been on the go since, since January. So what's your, well, obviously you're going to, you said you're going to take a break. So what's going to be, what do you have uh, on the, the ideas of what kind of vacation you're going to take once you get done with all these tours? As long as it involves an ocean, a beach, and a lot of strong pina coladas. That's all I need. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right. So uh, a thought, uh, question, a question came to mind. What would you say is the hardest part about your job? The hardest part about my job? Mm-hmm. Uh, show day. When it comes to show days, probably having to uh, pretty much just like the, the we get, there's some shows where, you know, the, the stress of working with the local hand sometimes, you know, it's like that happens, you know, but we still make the show happen. But then outside of the show days, when we're traveling a lot, is pretty much just pretty much just taking care of your physical and mental health. And mm-hmm. and especially for me, you know, because, you know, I'm gone galore. So and this is why I, I praise for anyone who needs therapy, go, go and do it. Cause it, it helps a lot, especially if you're in the touring world. Um, you know, it's just having somebody that's not involved in this side of the industry, like that you can talk to, you know, and, and then the other thing too, especially for, especially for me is trying to maintain a relationship and, you know, cause there, there have been times where, you know, I've, I've met, you know, a couple, a couple girls that, you know, thought they understood but then you know six months into the relationship they're like i can't deal with you being gone so much like you know like this isn't gonna work like i had one i had one ex where she's like can you just stop touring just stay with me i'm like i am not giving up what i've worked my ass off for the past 10 Mm -hmm. plus years just because you can't handle me being gone so much so so i would say yeah like on show days i would say you know try and to you know there, there's a there's a majority a lot of the venues have great stage hands and you know it's like mm-hmm. great it's awesome to make my day easy and you know and then there's you know there's other venues where it's like shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Do, i think you, you kind of hinted at something that i feel like a lot of people the fans people that go to shows don't really realize and it's that you guys have lives outside of being on tour yeah like people look at you know even the artists themselves right like (laughs) they don't i feel like a lot of times they don't think about what they do outside of being on stage or for you for you running uh production for a show and a lot of the time you're in a van going to another city yeah and that's that's all i mean I mean, show days, right? Yeah, like that's hours of, of time. Mm-hmm. But everything after and before that, I it's mean, like we're we're hours we're hours and hours and thousands and thousands of miles away from our own bed and our family and our friends. And it's like that's why that's why a lot of the times, uh, you know, you you hear some of these band members, and crew members, you know, be very big advocates for mental health. It's like you know this this lifestyle isn't for everyone. Like you, you have mm-hmm. to be, you have to be a certain kind of person that's okay with being gone for an X amount of months, being on a bus or in a van or in a bandwagon, you know, with whether you're with, you know, the main band that you work with, that you've been friends for years with, or if you're hopping into a new campus with people that you have 
never met before. Like you, you have to be comfortable with that. And, you know, if, if that's something that bothers you, it's like, you, you know, touring's not going to be for you. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you have to be okay with being around people. I wouldn't say 24 seven, but you have to be okay with, you know, living on a bandwagon or a bus or in a band with, X amount of completely different kinds of people. Right. No, I, I, I didn't even think about that. It's, it's jumping camps and not knowing the people and being able to adapt like immediately. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. It, it's, it's a very, it's, it, it's a very like interesting topic. And, you know, cause I've had to experience it firsthand myself a few times, you know, with, you know, a couple of these, couple of these bands that I had to LD for this year so far, you know, I've, I've never, you know, I've seen them live, you know, but I have never, you know, personally have met them and, you know, spent time, but then, you know, towards the end of the tour, it's like they, they become some of your best friends, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's always the hope, right? That they yeah, become all, some of your all, best friends. It's always the hope. <laughs> you don't want it to go the other way. No. no, but yeah, I feel like people sometimes don't like forget that. Like, I feel like a lot of people like to assume personalities of people right based on just like yeah. what they see on socials and, yeah. and whatnot but i'm sure it's a completely different ball game oh, you're actually yeah. working with those people and mm-hmm. you know you have to learn personalities you have to learn how to interact with people like it's yep. it's like a it's a whole mental it's a mental game right and like, you also gotta you also gotta have a good spatial awareness you know because you know there's there's some people that you know that are kept to themselves you know they don't want to be bothered you know whether it's on show days or on days off and then there's other people that, you know, just that want to hang out with everyone. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's that it's a spatial awareness and understanding each a crew member and a band member's personalities, you know, to make to make it work on the road. Right. Yeah. My my, my friends in archetypes, they uh they did their first cross country tour with Amity Affliction and um and C four cinema. And they said that they really very rare very very rarely all the guys in uh amity they just they kept to themselves they did their own things um i think the the connection between the bands and stuff it's it's another very interesting uh dynamic that new touring bands uh have to also learn right um so yeah no it's you get pretty good at i'm assuming you get pretty good at meeting people and 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 making that good first impression, I, yeah. I assume. Yeah. So, sometimes I'm, I'm kind. Of, I get. Sometimes I'm really bad about it. Some, sometimes it takes like a couple of weeks into the tour for to actually, you know, remember some people's names or actually go and introduce myself. You know, so, sometimes you know, mm-hmm. it, sometimes I forget. And you know, I'm human. You know, but um, you know, so, yeah. Sometimes I forget to go and introduce myself. But it also comes along with how show days are, and you know, with being there early and. You know, but by the time, you know, once, once we get into the groove, it's like, now, yeah, now, now we're all tour homies on, on the road. Cause you know, and it's the same thing with the, with the other outside of, you know, getting along with the, uh, the, the crew and band that you work for, but you also mm-hmm. got to get along with the other bands, you know, cause you got to see right. them every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, when do you feel like, at least in your career in the, in the, in the years that you've been doing this since you were 15 years old, where where do you feel like I brought it up earlier? The tipping point was in terms of like, I can do this for the rest of my life, or this is something I know I'm going to do for a very long time. Uh, if it's not the rest of my life, uh, when do you feel like that happened? I think that happened when Romans gave me the full lead to do anything production related. When they, when they mm-hmm. handed that torch off to me, they're like, Hey, we trust you. Let's see what we can do. So I, I think that was pretty much the, the point in my career where I was like, this is exactly what I'm going to do the rest of my life. That's awesome. Or, or at least until I, at least I, until I decide to get sick of touring. Right. Which very well can happen. You know, Amity put out that they were delaying, you know, their tour because they were just like, we need a break. Like, yeah. I mean, it taking, it does take a toll. And I can imagine a pretty huge toll on people when it's every single night, almost every single night, given you know the few off days that you'll have, doing the same show every night for different people in different venues and different cities. 
you know, I, I don't blame them one bit. I mean, they've been they've been touring a lot, uh, and it was only going to get more busy as they went over to Europe and and whatnot. Which I think that brings me to my next question is, you know, I'm assuming uh, we came in we came in Roman's camp is going to be you know one of the main camps that you work with a lot. But yeah, is there a is there a camp out there that you know if you got the opportunity to go do lighting or production for, uh, which one would it be? My long-term goal is Doja Cat. Doja Cat, BB Rexa, or Dua Lipa. Really? I was I was not I, expecting I, that. I, I like pop artists. The same thing with Madison Beer. Madison Beer would be really fun. I've never heard of Madison Gear. He's great. Or, uh, I don't know, I'd really like to do Millennium would be fun. Millennium, um, who else? Um, I don't know. There, there's a bunch of other artists that I, I have to think of who it would be. But yeah, like long-term goals, yeah, Doja Cat, Dua Lipa, BB Rexa. No, that's cool. Uh, you know, it, it, it just crossed my mind that, you know, electronic artists have majority of everything that they do is production, right? Like the lights are so important to the music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and so... I mean, I just feel like the electronic world would be really fun for what you do, yeah. right? Um, and Elenium is fantastic Elenium as well. Be, so. Elenium would be fun. Sullivan King would be really fun. Uh, who else? I don't know. There's so, there's so many good artists right now that are hot. It's like, I wish I could keep production with them right now. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, in the, but in the long run, it's like, I'll always be a metalcore kid. So mm-hmm. This is a genre that it's it's a fun genre to do, you know. The music's fun, the fans are fun, the bands are great. Right. No, cool. That's awesome. Um, so, moving into like, how do I explain this? Like the nitty gritty of what you do, right? Like I asked you what was the hardest part about your job, or or whatever it is. But when you're in the moment, when 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 we car is on stage, you know what what do you What's going through your mind with everything that you're doing? Does that makes is that make yeah, sense? Yeah, I got you. Um, I, I I remember telling this the same thing in, in another interview that I had to do, and it's that feeling where because we we have this we have the what we call the three minute warning song song that they'll play right before the intro starts, and mm-hmm. as soon as that starts rolling. And, you know, that's when I fade those house lights down. And I'm just like, all right, this is it. Like, it's blaring in my in-ears, you know, just, you know, I'm getting hyped, you know. And then, you know, I'm, you know, doing a couple scenes, you know, get the crowd ready. And then as soon as that three-minute warning song stops, stage is completely black. And then that's when the uh, the uh, the Dark Bloom intro starts. And I, you know, just hearing the roar of all those fans. And it's like, well, this is it did it we're here i'm I'm like i'm in the zone at that point it's like as soon as you know i hear that intro in my ears like i'm in the zone like i'm focused Mm -hmm. and i i was looking at you know i've played with like soundboards before i've played with some production boards before um obviously it comes with practice and everything that you do every single time you're you're putting on a production but uh what has been i guess the the biggest struggle for you in terms of you know, maybe learning new equipment or when you show up to a venue and you have to figure out how are you going to get things to, to line up the way that you want them to, right. or is it even stream? Is it streamlined? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it goes pretty much day to day with, with venues, especially with the club tours. Like, you know, there, there's mm-hmm. some days where, you know, I have to dump down the, the main design to like one of our B, C or D rigs, you know, to make the show work. And, you know, I mean, there, there's there, there's been moments where, yeah, I've, I've struggled learning a couple new things, but, you know, I'm, I'm a very, very, very hands-on person. Like, if you if you put something in front of me, I'm sure I could probably learn it. Maybe not right off the back, but maybe, you know, give me a couple of weeks, you know, and, you know, I'll have maybe the basics down. But, you know, they're, they're, especially with lighting consoles, like, there's a couple of lighting consoles that, you know, I know the basics of, but they're not my preferred. But then there's my main one. Which uh, which is Able Lights. Able Lights, my my main lighting console brand that I I absolutely 
use for any of my shows, whether it's Romans, it's Bad Omens, or any, any other artist that you know, I LD for. It's like I'll always use, you know, Ava Lights for it. Right. <laughs> so that leads into my next question. What, what what's what's a uh, oh shit moment that you've had uh, during a show that you're like fuck you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, I got one. It actually happened on okay. the cold, happened on the cold like war tour. We were in Milwaukee and the the hot, it wasn't even like a hazer. What it was, it was a it was a it was like a of an ice snow machine and the liquid bottle decided to uh, spill over, which then led over to my DMX splitter uh, shorting out one of the DMX cables and made the floor package go crazy. So it got so wild that we had to pause the show real quick. <laughs> that way I could just literally just flick the cable. It's like, all right, it's good for the next the rest of the show. Let's just finish it. That or I had an incident where um, with a with a cryo situation that happened. Um, a cryo? Yeah, uh, like a cryo cannon. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I, and this is why, like, I always have like the safety speech with any stagehands and security. It's like, hey, I have cryo. This is what they do. Please be mindful and aware of it. We had I had an issue where one of the stagehands didn't listen to me properly. And when I went to go and clear the nozzles, the nozzles were all cleared. I was like, all right, nozzles are cleared. I'm going to start taking the hoses off. One of the stagehands didn't listen to me correctly and decided to start taking the hose off while the tank was still on. And so when that happens, you know, there's still a little bit of back pressure in it. So as they were turning, taking the hose off, the hose decided to fly off and do like a snake thing it's like oh and we all heard it we're like what the hell is going on and i looked down and dude is like that hose nearly just took my face out i was like well was, was the tank off he was like no i was like well there's there it is so then it, the rest of the night i was like nobody touched <laughs> no one touched these i'm handling it oh man so, I, then, go ahead and that's like it's the same thing too with all these other shows too that you know that i have cry on whether it's club show or even even the festival scenes, like I, I tell the uh, the stage manager, it's like, look, yeah, we have cryo. I don't want any of the stage hands touching it, and this is why. They're like, fair enough. <laughs> like they can set my jets up, but anything that involves the tanks, I'll, I'll mm -hmm. handle it. <laughs> so I just, it, I just remembered. So at that uh, that weekend is Roman show for the ten year to plant a seed. You actually told the photographers you brought you brought like I think you like brought the photographers over and told like, hey. These are cannons. Yep. They go <laughs> really fast. Mm -hmm. Don't stand near them. Yep. Yep. That's, that's so that's, funny. It's, it's always my one safety thing, especially when we're doing the headline. It's even when we're doing support runs that allows to do cryos. Like, I'll always bring mm -hmm. the photographers in right before the set just to remind them, it's like, hey, I know you guys are only in here the first three songs, but during these first three songs, I do have cryo that goes off. That is time coded that, you know, I know when it goes off, but they don't. Mm -hmm. So please be very mindful. Don't put your camera equipment over it. because We're not going to be liable mm -hmm. for it. So right. They, no, they, they all, and they and they all listen, which is great. So oh, I, I mean that was. I think that's just a super important point, like the safety of it all, right? Um, I, if you hadn't told us that, I probably would have been standing right next to it when it went off. Yeah. Like they're I, you, they're there on stage, like you can see them, but. Yeah. It's just like a black shoot, and it's yeah. next to the grates that they stand on. You just mm -hmm. think it's part of the whole thing, right? And, and you then don't you expect see it, it. And then you see it go up. They're like, oh, okay. I've definitely been near one when it's gone off and it yeah. scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but no, that's, 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 that's so funny. I, I was just thinking back to that because, like, yeah, I, I, I definitely could have had my, uh, my, my face blasted. It was the same way too. Is whenever we do confetti, same thing. Confetti involves a CO two canister, and mm -hmm. you know, and usually we'll get tubes that are like you know that big, you know, that shoot the, uh, the confetti out, and you know, I always have to warn security, and 
you know, it's like, hey, this is going to go off on the last hit of the last song. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, it is going to be loud and, you know, it's going to shoot a lot of confetti out. So just please be mindful of the tank and, you know, of the cannon. And same thing, like, you know, is, you know, they all listen, you know, they, they pay attention. Right. Yeah, no, and that's the same thing as security. I've, I've watched security get, like, yep. freaked out because uh, mm-hmm. they're, like, not expecting it at all. They're like, oh, shit, what was that? But then you get some of them, they're like, yeah, this is sick. Mm-hmm. But then I, I also what? get but then I also get the security where I have to remind them. It's like, hey, do have cryo. Please make sure that the crowd surfers do not hit knock these over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and then, the, then you got the people in, like, certain shows, which – I would assume at this point there wouldn't be any of the cryo, but that like jump on stage and then like jump yeah. off and yeah, I've been. I mean, I mean, at, yeah. at this point, like I, there there have been a couple shows where because I I won't do cryo without a barricade. Like if there's mm-hmm. no barricade, even if I am confirmed that day, I won't do it. And it's a safety thing, you know. Especially, oh, especially when you work for a band that has a lot of heavy crowd surfing, you know, it's it's going to take one incident to whether you know if that tank gets knocked over or if that jet gets bumped and, you know, gets turned to where it's facing the crowd. Like, if an incident ha- I legally have to stop the show. So, right. And that's the one thing that we don't want to ever happen, because, you know, there's going to be a lot of pissed off fans and this and that. It's like, that's the last, like, I'm very in big with safety when it comes to that kind of stuff between cryo and the same thing with pyro. Like, you know, because mm-hmm. when I'm out with Breaking Ben right now, um, they have pyro at their show and I, I help assist with the VIP and we have this on stage experience and we have to remind our VIPs that are standing stage left to stage right on these uh, platforms. Like, Hey, we do have pyro. You have to get off these decks for either you got to use the restroom or, you know, if you just want to go back to your seats, you, we, we're, we have to advise and escort because, you know, we know what the pyro hits are. But these fans don't. Mm-hmm. So, and if an incident right, happens, right. or you know, if somebody, you know, hops off that platform when a pyro is about to go, like pyro's not going to hit that go button. Like they're going to like hit the mm-hmm. red button, you know, to stop the hit. And you know, pyro's expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I can imagine. So, what's been what's been your favorite setup in in your career so far and and maybe we've already talked about it i don't know but what what would you say that you were like i felt pretty damn proud of that i would say say my top three i think my third one even though it was it was short-lived because of COVID, uh, the spirit box design that I did for them when we did that Limp Biscuit tour, that was a really mm-hmm. fun. It was on four, these four rolling cards, and I had these fixtures that did 360 movements. So that was really mm-hmm. fun to do. Um, number two would probably be the Crown of the Empire 10 year design. And then number one, Clancy. Yeah. Got it, got it. Um, when was that Crown of the Empire one? Was that after or before COVID? That was, that was, just, that was uh, early summer. That was end of May early through summer. end of May through um, early July. Got it. Okay, so were you you were on tour with them during so what fest, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah, that that was actually when so I went and did so what with Crown. Then the next mm-hmm. day we went and did pre production for the ten year, and then that Sunday I went back to so what to do stuff with Romans, and then <laughs> got dropped off at the hotel. That's when we went and started the. Uh, the fall 10 year tour and i actually had i had to leave that tour early um so i actually didn't do the texas shows on that tour i had to hop off early go to sweden with the romans guys to go do a festival mm. so how much of a and this is more so just curious for me and maybe not even related to production but i don't know maybe it is but how much of a pain in the ass is like traveling to to you know europe for for a tour and having to take everything it, that you can it, it, it beca- it's a headache sometimes but yeah. we, we have our little tips and tricks that we usually will do to where it, it everything does go smooth to where customs doesn't you know really bother us you know we'll, we'll get stopped maybe once or twice and 
blue moon, but they're usually mm-hmm. pretty chill about it. And sometimes, sometimes the Border Patrol are fans of us, so they're like, oh, oh. We, lo- we love that song from this album. It's like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's so funny. Honestly, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I think of like TSA and, and security and all that stuff. It's just security and TSA. I guess you never really, I oh, never no. think, oh, no. I think, I think my, I think my favorite is whenever we have to go and get our gear checked at uh, mm-hmm. luggage. And the uh, the front desk people are just like, "What is all this?" We're like, "Oh yeah, we're in a band. <laughs> we have about twenty cases." That we oh have to wow! Check. <laughs> and and I I mean I just assume like you bring as much as you can, and then once you get yeah. over there, it's just like renting a van and throwing it all in there, yeah, or a, a truck or a trailer or whatever. Yeah, Got whichever. It. Yeah, whether it's yeah, yeah. double decker bus or a van trailer. Mm-hmm whichever yeah because yeah i mean because we're limited to pretty much like what we can bring over there from the states like the guys that bring their guitars and bring their campers but like, as far as production goes like we'll have to get that all over there yeah yeah that makes sense and then i assume just rent it and run yeah. with it there right got it got it so we're coming up two minutes from an hour and i want to be respectful of your time i told you that uh you know this would be an hour long yeah <laughs> i've really i've really enjoyed this uh corbin like I, again thanks for coming on and, and chatting hey, thanks uh, for having i got me. yeah absolutely i i didn't know if this was something that you did um i think it's a very unique season in the sense of i don't see a lot of people actually interview people that work in music a lot it's always the artist right right um yeah, we very, think, yeah, I, I, very, very, very rarely see like people that work behind the scenes get interviewed. Like you said, it's always right, the artist. Right. It's always the artist, but then it's like, hey, yeah, you guys are interviewing artists, but it's like, hey, guess who makes those <laughs> show happen? Us crew people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Like, and 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 the one thing that I want to do is be able to shine a light on that, and that's kind of where the inspiration for the for the season and idea came out came about. It's because I've been meeting more people over the last year that literally if it wasn't for them we wouldn't be able to enjoy shows the way that we do right all the way down to like literally the security you know and and all the experiences and things that they've done over the years whether it be from security all the way up to tour manager whoever uh it's it's things that i think is super interesting and needs to be talked about because like you said like in the beginning towards the beginning like, you know, there, there's these up-and-coming uh, guys and girls that want to hop into this career lifestyle. And, you know, they, they're looking for, you know, the outlet to, you know, get the advice on where to start. You know, how do, how do I start this? How do I do this? How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, us, you know, us professionals, you know, have been doing it for 10, 15, 20-plus years. Like, yeah, we're, we're here to help you know, give advice, you know, whatever, whatever they need. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it, no one's trying to hide anything. I think you, you said it in the beginning. It's like, ask as many questions as you can, right. To the people that are doing the thing that you're interested in. It's, it seems like a no brainer, but at the same time, a lot of people either are just too intimidated. Don't, don't know what to say. Don't know what to ask and then end up never, you know, doing that. Right. So I think Adam L. Micaias has that don't shit on the bus podcast. Yeah. I think he's the only one right now that I've actually been seeing actually interview people that work in music. And, um, I, you know, I, I think it's a very, you know, he he obviously has a lot more people that follow him and and do his stuff. But as long as, as I think, as long as the conversation's being started, I think that's what matters. So, um, I have two more questions. The first one is, uh, we can talk about it offline, but if there's anybody that you think would be cool to bring on and chat more, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this to meet more people to be able to bring on, uh, cool. and, and talk about their story, their experience and whatnot, let me know. Yeah. And then the last, last thing is we are the coffee and sugar podcast. It really has nothing to do with coffee. Uh, <laughs> my nickname is coffee. And so it's just kind of worked out, but what is your favorite way to have coffee? Ooh. Mm. I, don't, I think I think it really depends on the day because I, I go back and forth between iced and hot. So if I'm like, if I'm 
if I have an early flight, you know, like an early 5.30, a.m. flight, give me a hot coffee. That way I can just wake up, you know, just be ready for my flight. And, but then, like, if it's during the day, you know, it's like, oh, I'm starting to slump. Mm-hmm. Give, me nice, give me a nice coffee. But, yeah, I'm a fan of white, like, white chocolate mochas. I like caramel lattes. Uh, and there's days where it's like, hey, just give me two creams and a sugar. Got it. Simple. To the point. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> Cool. Well, man, that's all I had. And I, again, I appreciate your time and, and jumping on, uh, on your, on your day off, uh, the few, the few that you get, uh, on tour. So, uh, I, I did want to bring up, I, I think I'm mutual friends like on Instagram with someone that you may know, Danny Marshall. Oh yeah. She, um, yeah, she's out with breaking Ben right now, actually. Yeah. I, I, We've interacted a few times, and I was like, I think I, I, I see that I saw that connection. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I'll have to let her know that yeah. uh, you and I connected and, and yeah, talked I'll, for a minute. But I'll, I'll see her actually in a few days, actually, when I fly back out Dope. for Breaking Bad. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your day again, Corbin. I appreciate it. I hope this it, was James, enjoyable. No problem, brother. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good luck on the rest of the tour and then into the Bad Omens one. It's you know been cool to watch everything that you're doing. So, uh, you know, we'll stay connected, and I'll let you know when, when this yeah. goes live. Sounds good, brother. Have a good one. Chat soon. Hey, you too. Hey, thanks, man. No problem. Bye. Bye.